In this episode of the New How Podcast, we sit down with Kyle Johns of Oakmont Acquisitions and talk with him about his journey through real estate. You know, Kyle came from a different background. Um, he came from a different area of the United States and moved up to Philadelphia. Uh, got into wholesaling and internet marketing, back to wholesaling. You know, this episode is packed with struggles and overcoming those struggles through real estate. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of good tidbits and a lot of things to learn from here, do's and don'ts uh, of real estate. So sit back, listen, here we go. This is the New How Podcast. Learning to build businesses and real estate in a new age of technology. Let's talk about how you got into real estate. All right, so starting back, um, moved up to, actually, I'm I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, Graduated from LSU and moved up right after graduation, actually about two weeks after graduation. Took a job in Philly with a commercial demolition company as an estimator. I knew nothing about doing any type of estimating, knew nothing about commercial demolition, really knew nothing about construction. Um, I got the job through a woman. <laughs> and uh, EasyCareer.com or was it just someone you knew? <laughs> a, a girl I was dating at the time, her, her father okay. and her father's brother owned the company. Okay. And uh, so they, they did me a favor. Yeah, I was looking for something out, out of Baton Rouge, wanted to expand, mm-hmm. continue to grow, and uh, this is where I landed. So they let me come on as an estimator. And, and what did uh, that entail? Like what, what were you estimating, essentially? So what we would do is we would go into the buildings in Center City, and so their company essentially, it was nothing residential, nothing small scale. It was all, all large scales, all within the, the larger buildings. Mm-hmm. And they would do sometimes entire floors. They would do multiple floors. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of stuff at CHOP um, in the hospitals. Cool. And so what my job was is we, I walked around. I was taught how to use, I guess, estimating tools that they use. And, and I would you know walk off, measure certain areas, read plans, this door is three feet. Right, the right. Ceiling is Partitions nine feet. How, how long did you, how long did you do that for? Did that for about six months cool. before I went insane. Before you went insane. All right. Yes. Well, so I graduated in business and entrepreneurship. Cool. And that's what I love. And when I got up here, that job was was nothing but um, really just sitting at a desk, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't for me. I'm more of a have a personal personable type personality you know i like talking to people i like so you from the last episode you're essentially a social butterfly well yeah whatever you know if you want to call it that yeah (laughs) cool but um but yeah it just wasn't for me it was just didn't have the action didn't have what i was looking for and um it also didn't help that when i moved up here i thought i was moving to philadelphia so again going back to the woman they 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 Lived about an hour north in Allentown. Okay. Um, Up in the so, Lehigh Valley, right? In the Lehigh Valley. And so what, what my life consisted of during this time period was leaving Allentown at about 4.30 in the morning, getting Jesus. to Philly, anywhere from 5.30 to around 6 o'clock, just depending on getting to, to my job. Mm-hmm. I had to drive through, through Philly all the way up to the northeast. Mm. And... Uh, by the time I got there, it was about 6 o'clock. I would work from anywhere from 6 to around 5, maybe 6 that evening, mm-hmm. and then leave and drive back to Lehigh Valley. Wouldn't get home until 7.30, 8 o'clock at mm-hmm. night. Wow. And that was every day. 
So, so what, well, was, what was the tipping point for you? The tipping point was, well, uh, I go back a little bit. In, in college, I, I was always a bartender, right? Mm-hmm. And right, so, right. you know, bartenders generally make pretty good money. Tony and I used to work with bartenders when we DJed, mm-hmm. so we totally understand. We get it. <laughs> we get it exactly. Like you're in a you're in a great atmosphere. You're making a lot of money. Oh, make sure to for, tip the bartenders. Make yeah. sure to tip them. <laughs> well, yeah, you're making a lot of money for that age, right? Yeah. So you, you leave college and you're like, yes, I'm gonna get a college job, or you know, a job from you know, right out of college, gonna be making money and. Really, it was the complete opposite of that. It was long days. It was yeah. driving a lot. I wasn't making my, – my salary was, a I think, about as low as a salary could possibly get. But, oh, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And so, essentially, I just wasn't even making good money for, mm-hmm. for what I was doing. Right. Um, and I knew I could make more bartending. And so, that, that kind of was just eating me up inside, you know, mm-hmm. already. But you know, start a career. Got to get your, you know, get your feet wet. Get in. Got to do all those rules. Got to yeah. do. Got to do what gotta everyone says, up, man. You know, do all that kind of stuff. So whatever. Figured I'd give it a shot. And really, what what my tipping point was was, I, I just started kind of going. Felt like I was going crazy. I had no life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was driving every day. It was long days. And um, do you almost feel like you forgot or lost who Kyle Johns was at that point? You were just kind of a robot. Just a robot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know the feeling, man. I've been there. I know that I know Brian's been there. A lot of people who are listening to this have have been there, and some people are already feeling that right now. And I think that that's something that's really important is to recognize that you you said I'm not going to settle for this shit. No, you, you went and made a change. Had to. All yeah. right. And so I started looking into real estate. There you go. And so what what specific in the real estate did you start looking into? I started looking into a lease options course. Um, Lease through. options. All right. What else? Well, I just it, want was, to get it, was, it was wholesale lease options by, by Joe McCall is what I started looking into. And I actually found his podcast, funny enough. <laughs> um, what is it? Real Estate Investing Mastery, right? Mm-hmm. So I started listening to that on my drives. Shout out to Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing <laughs> Mastery. Appreciate it. All yep, right. yep. Good. So I started listening to that. And uh, my whole family's in real estate. My grandfather, both my grandfathers were developers. Uh, my dad was a developer, and he actually was a broker in, in a couple of different states. He worked with a huge construction company before all of that. And so, I, you know, I have a background in real estate, and I figured, why not start looking into it? Yeah. You know, so I started listening to these podcasts, and I was like, this sounds kind of too good to be true. It was, you know, it was all about wholesaling houses. I mean, and, you mm-hmm. know, they, my father and, and grandfather, they did traditional real estate. Okay. So development. And you know, agents, brokers, etc. So wholesaling. So I just want to, for a second, I just want to preference that. So for anyone that doesn't know what wholesaling is, wholesaling is essentially, and kind of correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but it's someone's looking to sell their property. You would essentially give them a contract to buy the property, and then you would assign that contract to a third party. Correct. So it's like kind of playing the middleman between, hey, here's the supply, and then fulfilling the demand on the back end from a developer. Yep. Cool. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, and so I, I wasn't even fully looking into that. There was a lot of stories about that where people were just making crazy money. And what he, what, what Joe especially was at that time was the wholesale lease options. And so that's kind of what was my, that was my entry into mm-hmm. real estate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, actually because I was making no money, had no money. And, um, I think I had like $3,000 to my name and the course was like 2,500 bucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so I remember calling my dad and being like, look, I've been listening to this guy's stuff online. 
can't stand what I'm doing. I, I really want to really want to try this out. Mm. Um, and he was like, look, it's all your money. I'm not going to tell you, know, I don't want to hold you back, but uh, just, just know that once you spend it, it's gone. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, screw it. I want to do it. And so you can always make it back. You can always make you figure you can it bartend. out. You can bartend. You can always you can bartend. bartend. <laughs> or, or DJ, Bri. And, and what he ended it with, which was just great advice, he was like, look, at minimum, you're going to get the knowledge. You're yeah. going to get some real estate knowledge. You're going to learn something in this course that costs $2,500. Right. Because you know, at this point, he, he doesn't know anything about wholesaling or wholesaling courses. And he was just like, whatever. Just But just learn if you're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So I bought it. I started going through it. And during my time at SIPCO, um, then, you know, I, I started really just trying to learn that, on, you know, in my spare time when I could. And as I picked it up more, um, I, I joined their mastery program, mm. started working with the guys and in that, there. That's the hustle, right? Like working at SIPCO, going home, working again on Kyle Johns, right? Like oh, yeah. I just want to preface that for a second because it wasn't like, oh, I'm at SIPCO all day long. I'm wholesaling. Like <laughs> you're at SIPCO, uh, I, you're, you're yeah. working hard, and then mm -hmm. you're coming home just like us. Exactly. So, right, and so what I would try to do, um, I don't know if y'all got Mike Andrew on here, but Mike works with DB in um, – their construction division and, and Mike was actually working with me at the time as an intern. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like distinctly remember going on my, you know, lunch break, which we didn't really have, but I'd go on my lunch break and I'd bring my notepad and I would just call as many people as I could. I had VAs at the time. So they, they taught you how to use VAs and that's a virtual assistance. And I would remember that having them just scrape all these numbers off Craigslist. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I was trying to get my deals at the time. And mm -hmm. so I would go on my lunch break and just dial and, and just pretty much get yelled at, you know. <laughs> Stop calling me. Not not knowing really what to say and how and how to do anything, but just figured action. You know, yeah. take, take action. Wait, yeah. wait, say that again. One more time. Take action. Take action. All right, all right. Quote and of the so, quote so far. And so doing that on lunch breaks, doing that on the way home, driving with my knee, trying to make phone calls, write down notes. I do not suggest doing that. No, but None of us do. Um, especially on the turnpike. But, well, you, you sat know. in traffic probably on your way home like a majority <laughs> of people, so yeah. I get exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I was trying to get that, you know, get that going. And I remember setting up, at, at that time I was living with my girlfriend's parents. Mm -hmm. Odd, I know. But that was what we had. That was, what, you know, yep. we moved up here. We left everything. We were college students, yep. you know, and so we're like, you know, screw it. This is what I got to do. And so, again, piling this all on, driving multiple hours a day, working long hours, living in my girlfriend's parents' house, and I had my desk in their basement. And so I just remember <laughs> going, getting there. What's about, Kyle spending so much time down in the basement for? <laughs> I don't know. He's just down there. And so, yeah, I would go down there when I got home at like 830. <laughs> And I would work and study this from probably 8.30 to midnight mm -hmm. wow. and, and just try to really just – Love it. Yeah, you know, Love just call people. I would call people late. Would, why, why the hell are you calling me this late? Because it's the only time I have to do it, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, but, it, you know, that, that's how it all kind of got started. And, and what eventually ended up happening is the company I was working for, that you know, they knew I wasn't happy. I, I wasn't happy, and so we we parted ways. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I had not done one deal in real estate. I had not made a dollar. So now you're on your own. So now I was on my. You're own. you're in the deep end with with no swimmies on. Yes. How? Right. What year was this? A couple years ago, right? This was about five years ago. Okay, five years. 
2012. I, I, yeah. I'm just trying to think back when I met you. So, yeah, it's got to be 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yep. Just trying to put this all in perspective to the market yeah. and how things have been changing. So, yeah, about 20 – into 2012 probably. 20, yeah. Cool. That's about right because that's because you and I were – We graduated 2013, 15, made yeah. the jump 14. Yeah. So, so yeah, so a lot, lot of these, these shifts happened in those, let's say, five-year window, yeah. 2010, 2015 okay. kind of range. All right, let's keep going. So, yeah, essentially – that happened. I went, I went and found a, a bar job to help float me with mm-hmm. some cash. Ended up being a, a fantastic bar job. I was at a club and so making great money. And it really enabled me to work hard during the days. Mm-hmm. And then I would go, yeah. you know, bartend nice. at night. Make That's some perfect. Money. So that helped me. Got some money together, moved out, mm-hmm. and continued pursuing this um, and ended up getting a deal. And I, I remember my first deal, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I, I got a lease option deal right okay. you explain I everyone mean, on here is going to explain their first deal the first thing they remember ours was the 200 dollars rendering yeah. so we what's your i want to hear this whole thing so the first that. deal so first off if, if if you know anything about lease options the the amount of paperwork involved is just absurd can, can you describe what the lease before you get into what the lease how how it differentiates from a typical wholesale deal right from finding the property to assigning it to a third party and what is there a difference in between calling it a lease option Yes. Yeah. Completely different. A lease option or a wholesale lease option. I mean, you can do them in in multiple different ways, Mm -hmm. but essentially what I was doing is I was finding sellers who wanted to essentially sell their house at this time in the market. uh, Some people were still, you know, underwater. They they couldn't Mm -hmm. sell for what they needed to. Mm -hmm. And what we were helping them do is put, they had to be in a certain range, certain percentage, but, but keeping it high level, what we were helping them do is instead of, not being able to sell at this time, we were putting them in touch with someone through a bunch of screening that wanted to purchase that house, just wasn't qualified to purchase the house yet. At a later point. Right. Like, like I've so essentially they got their credit together and things right. like that. These people right. could purchase that house, maybe rent it from them for a little bit and then exactly. purchase mm-hmm. or at least exactly. to own type situation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, refer, you know, many names, many ways to do the deal. It's just yep. creative, creative real estate and, you know, we really worked hard at connecting them with people. Like, you know, like you said, with, for credit repair and to, to try to help them get, you know, and purchase so it's the not house. only just doing it to make money, but you were also doing it to help people's situations sure. out. Of course. That's, that's the win-win. That's met, awesome. met a mortgage broker in Philly. Yep. And uh, was connecting, you know, all of the all of the tenant buyers with him, nice. you know, helping him, you know, helping them work on getting, you know, just to that point cool. of, of purchasing properties. Right. But The first so, deal. So the first deal. <laughs> so... I remember meeting, I got this little property in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and it was a complete piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, You're allowed to say shit as a piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it PG if possible. <laughs> but it was it was a complete piece of crap. And the, the guy that was uh, the potential tenant buyer, which is how we made our money, we didn't make our money from the seller. So we, we would get this deal, we would you know put the deal together with the seller, essentially say we'll rent your house for let's just say 800 bucks a month and we'll purchase it in two years we would take that contract and essentially assign it to the tenant buyer Mm. that was qualified and so this guy he was a a cook at i don't know some pizza shop in bethlehem (laughs) can't remember but uh I remember going there to do this deal i found the tenant buyer he had called in he was qualified he, he wanted to rent it and the option fee that we tried to get was anywhere from three to five thousand per deal. That was our, our standard. Gotcha. Um, well, let me take a step back. That was our standard later. I had didn't have a standard at this point. All I wanted to do was make a dollar. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. that is it. And uh, 
So go in there and he just hands me 800 bucks cash. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I could do this like this, but uh, all this right. This is loud. Is everyone watching? I, I don't know. So, but, but we made it happen, you know, went, went and got a receipt book. Cool. Came, went, came back to <laughs> oh, him, gave cool. him a receipt. Gave him a receipt. We had to write out a handwritten Oh yeah. Receipt. Handwritten receipt. I still hand it out. Handwrite handwritten oh, yeah. for cash. Oh yeah. And, um, he ended up getting into that property and, and I'm pretty sure they ended up purchasing it. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And now what would you make on that deal overall? I mean, 800 bucks, 800 bucks for the, all right. For the transaction. Hey, so the first one you made 800 bucks with some late night phone calls and, uh, Yep. Just, just put an action. Yep. Put an action plan together. And at, at this point, you know, speaking to wholesaling and, and real estate and whether you're an agent or whatever you're doing, I mean, it, it's all about marketing mm-hmm. and, and how you're driving leads to your business, right? So at, at this point. Yeah. What were you doing to find them? I had no money to find anybody. So <laughs> I was scraping Craigslist just relentlessly. Yeah. And uh, not me personally, but I had hired some VAs and. They were just literally going through. If you posted on Craigslist in the for rent section, then we were calling you, cool. you know, and or I was calling you at this point. Talk, so real quick, because we'd mentioned VAs. So talk to me about like how like paying a VA. Like what what can a VA do for somebody that's looking to grow their business or get into real estate? You know, <sighs> to sum up the answer to that question, go to Upwork.com <laughs> and great. look at all the stuff they can do. But I'll tell you how they can help. You know, they help have helped me. Yeah. Um, you really use them for data. You know, okay. I, I don't suggest using VAs for the front of your business, you know, speaking with your clients, yeah, speaking with sellers or mm-hmm. buyers or anything like that. that. It's just not not my style. Exactly. But what they've helped me do in the past is a lot of data. They've pulled data from different sites. They've put together spreadsheets. They've mm-hmm. helped me just... And those spreadsheets you'll call, right? That's yeah, like your call right, list. Okay. Right. And so that's what they've really helped me do the most, build lists, um... When did you get your first VA, and what was it? What did you have them do? My first VA. So I read Tim Ferriss, the Four Hour Work Week. Yep. You know, during during this transition course, um, and Tim always said you have to give your VAs tests. And uh-huh. so I was actually bef- before I, or I guess I separated from uh, that demolition company. I was going to Baton Rouge, and I was like all right, what can I have my VA do? <laughs> I was like, find me the cheapest, search all the rental cars, <laughs> places in Baton Rouge, and find me the best deal. I found you this fan boat <laughs> <laughs> from the airport. It's going to pick oh, you up. Man. So that is oh, actually shit. what, awesome. what she did. That's and awesome. that VA, uh, her name was Rieselin. She stayed with me for three years until she got pregnant. And then she had to, you know, move on with her life, but, cool. but she was awesome. Nice. She was great. Cool. And, uh, so using VAs to help you expedite things, find you cheap rental cars or fan boats. Sounds very, it sounds very new how of you, man. It sounds yeah. very new how. That's why I think you, you're sitting here tonight. You know, yeah. you know, you've, you've, you've gone from traditional, you know, where, where your parents and your, and your grandfather was doing real estate. And now you're doing wholesaling in the new how economy, which is de- definitely really cool. Exactly. Exactly. So let's move. Let's move to when like it started ramping up for you. Like, all right, we got past your eight hundred dollar deal. Like, fucking gotcha. awesome. It's more than we made on our first deal. So hell yeah. And I had to split it with three other people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So eight hundred bucks for your first deal. Talk about like, all right, what was like the next like big milestone you hit like building this your business here? All right. So next big milestone that was a 
believe, in like February. Okay. Um, I don't think I did another deal for another couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, just still, I mean, just really trying to build a pipeline. And again, you know, anybody who's in real estate, you know, I, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and say it's the easiest thing to do because I, I don't believe that. I think there's a lot of knowledge. In order to do it and do it well, you need to know your market. You need to know, you know, real estate knowledge, real estate terminology, how to speak. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you have sales, you have marketing. There's a lot that goes into it. And so in the beginning of, of my career or, you know, starting off, it was slow. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have any of those tools or, you know, maybe I had my, my the tools that I had. You know, I hadn't practiced. I hadn't looked into sales. I hadn't looked into how to close deals, how to market for deals. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't looked into all of that. Just hadn't had time. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to build up the pipeline. But I think about three months later, I started doing a, about a deal a month for the next, I would say, three months. You know, and we're st- still pushing as hard, you know, really, really just trying to build that And that you're working a day on this. You're still bartending on the backside, right? Right. And you're, you're getting a little money, making the car a little bit from a deal yep. each month. So from the first deal for about the first six months, I think I probably did maybe another, like I said, two or three maybe four deals, you know, mm-hmm. about a deal a month. And and then is whenever things started to really build up. Because mm-hmm. what that enabled me to do, it, it gave me some money on top of my bartending money, mm-hmm. which gave me a little bit of a budget. So I started spending some direct mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also in the mass, like I said, mentioned earlier, in the mastery program um, with, with two guys that, that worked with Joe. And, you know, they were helping me facilitate deals, you know, still had questions, still very nervous about how to do things. Am I doing it the right way? Mm-hmm. Do I have the right agreements? And so still figuring out all that out. But by the time we hit about six months, I would say I probably had around 12 to 15 properties in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to like nine months. And I, I think I, I consistently had like 25 properties, lease option properties. At a time that you were trying to sell. That I was, that I was selling. That's ridiculous. And um, <laughs> awesome. yeah, it was, it was great. And then that's when I, I really started making good money. Um, in real estate and the, so at this point I really hadn't done wholesaling, you know, really it was, it was lease options. And, uh, I had excelled, you know, in the mastery program and the two of the guys that were, that were there, you know, and and heading it up, they wanted to, I guess, branch out on their own. And I saw an opportunity and so I took it. And so I, I partnered up with them and we started doing not only lease options, but we were, really started focusing on wholesaling in Philly. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were both based out of LA. And so our entire business, you know, relationship was virtual. You're used to that. You're already dealing with people, virtual assistants. So what's the difference? Right. (laughs) And so at this point, that's just kind of how the structure just, you know, came in to play. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) I met met these two guys. (laughs) You haven't had sliced bread with cheese on it. You've been (laughs) grilled though. I didn't say sliced bread with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, awesome. you know, I, I thought it was, was awesome, you know, and I thought we were really doing great things. We, we really were, you know, I mean, back at that point, you know, I mean, it, from what I had learned and, and where, I, where I came from, I was very happy with what we were doing. We had had a small wholesale operation going. We were really focused in the, the rougher areas. We had one, one buyer in Philly that was buying a lot of properties at that time. It was in rougher areas, and so we were focused in North Philly. We were focused in Southwest Philly. Mm-hmm. And we were just mailing the hell out of it and trying to get deals and, you know, doing doing it like that. And so that was our that was our bread and butter. 
at that point. So you did that for how many years? I mean, that's not where you're at now. You, you did no. something completely different now. Completely. So how different long? Now. How long did you do that with those LA guys? That lasted for about a year. Okay. Okay. So successful? Not successful? It, it was successful. That that was great, and it was actually really successful. And and we started, you know, kind of looking and chasing other shiny objects. We were all yeah. young guys, um, all in our twenties. Yeah. You know, we we just were, you know, they they were killing it in real estate. I was doing very well in real estate, and figure what else is out there Let, yeah. let's let's get distracted keyword distracted <laughs> um keyword not to be is distracted <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so what we ended up getting into and kind of making a transition is we were like let's keep our wholesaling business going and let's transition into cpa marketing cpa marketing so CPA yeah, maybe marketing. give a little inch, 30 second intro to that for C our listeners sure so cpa marketing is it's called cost per action marketing okay. and so under CPA I mean there's there's all different types you have CPL which is cost per lead or pay per lead um, you have CPC which is cost per click um, and then you have uh, CPS or you know cost per sale right essentially okay and so what we would do is we, we join some networks and you know when you typically see this you think of like affiliate marketing yeah. of some sort mm -hmm. You know, where, you, where someone has a product that you can sell. If you sell it, then you're going to get, uh, you know, it, it's $100. If you sell it, you'll get 50 gotcha. or whatever, 25 Well, the, 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 the sexy thing about CPA marketing is you can sell something on a trial basis mm -hmm. for $4 and make 75 Yeah. You know, and, and then you could also get, get paid for leads or you could get paid for clicks. And so we essentially got consumed in a, in a business that, we knew nothing about, mm. and we attacked it on the email side, and we had we had a lot of leads coming through. We, we ended up buying a server. Um, <laughs> we were sending, I don't even know. You were just shy of hacking the Pentagon, it sounds like, so. <laughs> <laughs> N no. <laughs> Never heard that. Buying a server. Doing, so you're doing email marketing on the grand scale, trying to sell other people's products, essentially. Right. While running the wholesale company, we, we, like I said, you know, it was a, it was really looking back, it was just mm. a big distraction. It was a shiny object. Yeah. People can do very well with it. I mean, gotcha. If you're on Facebook, you see this everywhere. If you're on the internet, you see this everywhere. Mm. It's all part of CPA type marketing. Gotcha. Um, How long did you do that for? Did that for about a year. All right. So a year doing that. So if you had to rate it versus wholesaling, I mean, was it successful? Did you were there times? on a successful scale? Um, it was no, not at all. I mean, we we just didn't do very well. We didn't know what we were what we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, you know, as far as us being successful in that compared to how we were doing with wholesaling, you yep. know, not even close. Yep. Gotcha. And so. At that point, I made the decision to, I wanted to journey back yeah. into full-fledged real estate. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the money wasn't there. I mean, CPA marketing is still something that interests me mm -hmm. uh, very much, but it's just you need to be prepared and you need to, to do it right, you know, and you need to be prepared to spend a lot of money to learn, mm -hmm. get your website set up, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. anyway, not talking about CPA marketing, but that's when I made the decision to, to switch back. I was like, we were killing it in real estate. I yep. know that if focus is is yep. there, yep. then gotcha. Now, is that when you two met at your party? When I met him for the first time, I, I knew Kyle before then. I, I I knew Kyle through the CPA era. I okay. knew Kyle yeah. when he when was he back was at the construction side. I had met him briefly. Got it. Yeah, because well, because Mike was working right 
with yeah. me as, as an intern. And so we were all hanging out really yeah. more as just friends at that point. Like yeah. I would come hang out at Brian's house. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Mike with Mike and then just, just knew each other through that. Right. Right. Now I remember meeting you for the first time and you telling me your story and kind of where you're at now. And this was, I mean, maybe 2014, you right. know, after I was working with you, it was probably winter of 2014 yep. before Oakmont really kicked up. And I think hopefully we get to talk about that a little bit tonight. It was the present yeah, day. I think, uh, but you know, what I remember a lot about that was the stuff you learned from that marketing stuff, the CPA, mm-hmm. you took that into wholesaling. Yes. And a lot of your click funnels and ability to pull in leads organically mm-hmm. through a lot of this new tech. That's really, really interesting to me. I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. Yeah. And how it, you took what you learned maybe as not a successful thing or yeah, distraction absolutely. and how you spun it into a successful business. Well, yeah. And that's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because that is exactly, I, I do believe it plays a major part in, you know, some of our, our marketing sauce today. And then that's what we use, you know, is, is a big part of how people are funneled through our system, you know, how we follow up with them, what we're giving them as, as far as marketing pieces. Mm-hmm. And we get calls all the time today that our, our marketing stands out. It's different mm-hmm. from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really go for a very unique list as well, yep. um, which helps for sure. Um, but, but yes, th- through the, through learning and, and, not doing so well in CPA, let's just say failing in CPA marketing. Yeah. I learned a lot about marketing. Yeah. That's good. You know, and, and so taking that knowledge and throwing it into, into the wholesale business, yeah. which some people call real estate. And, you know, as I was thinking about doing this with you guys, and I think about this all the time, but you know, it's like, it's, we're not in the real estate business. Even if, even though, even though real estate is our product, we're in the marketing and sales business. Marketing right. first. Marketing first. Yeah. And that's what we do, you know. And, and so, real estate is our product. That is something that we we go after, and but that that's it. And so, if your marketing sucks and your sales <laughs> suck, I promise you're not gonna you wholesale have, houses. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to have a good product, right? Regardless whether it's a rendering or a, a burnt down shell house in this middle of center city, you're trying to. Absolutely. move you know it's got to be at the right price it's got to be something people want Absolutely. right and you have to be able to be able to sell it correctly mm-hmm. and, you know and, and know that you exist right like it's sure. not worth shit right we could have the best deal for someone to buy but who cares if they don't know about it <laughs> no, exactly mm-hmm. and who cares if it's price and, and, and i want that you know kind of don't you know like oh it, was, it wasn't as successful you learned you know i think it's a great lesson for people listening like did you at least you fucking tried it Oh yeah. Right. Like you did it, you learned it. Like you, you definitely like, do do you want to focus on that full time someday Eh. and and learn it more? Maybe, maybe not. But like you, you learned something that was a valuable skill. It didn't work out to how you thought it could be in a business. And you realized that your strength was strictly real estate and you brought it back full circle. Right. And you know, and just to speak to that, like the, I can assure everyone that the money that I lost in CPA, which was a, a pretty hefty amount, I'm not saying was, it. <laughs> was, was made, is made back 10 times, of yeah. course, you know, in, in real estate yep. yeah. and, and what I took from, from that and from learning all about that and, and marketing and selling and, mm-hmm. you know, how different fonts affect people, how different colors, how different, you know, how things are laid out on a piece of paper in mm-hmm. regards to 
What types of hardwood floors look best in houses? I mean, just all kind of stuff. (laughs) 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 We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Another episode. Another episode. (laughs) Your first guy. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. You know, all right, you got SCPA, you're back in real estate. Let's let's fast forward to like the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Like, talk to me, like, because today you're you're the managing partner at Oakmont Acquisitions. Yes. You're handling Oakmont. What's going on over there? Maybe give a little preface to why Oakmont was started kind of what it's doing, how it's helping people, and how many people are working in Oakmont today. Gotcha. All right. So Oakmont Acquisitions, um, d- I didn't know really exactly what I wanted to do after after CPA marketing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I came and met with Brian, and we just kind of laid out laid out a plan. I showed him a plan of, of what I envisioned that I would like to do, essentially, mm-hmm. with, with real estate and, and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And... Brian took that plan and said, well, why don't we do this and partner together? And, and you know, we kind of just molded it, to, I guess, to fit a more long-term situation. I guess, is that is that the right yeah. terminology? Anyone can start what? making money tomorrow, but it's like the legacy and longevity of what you're creating, right? right? Like, right. yeah, I could go do renderings myself tomorrow and start making $1,000 a day, but, like, what the fuck does it matter, right? right? Like. That, that could be short-lived. Something could happen to me. I could be hit by a bus and it's gone. No one knew it existed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so once that plan was in place, um, you know, essentially what it looked like is it's, it's a wholesale company and we are, I'm partnered with, with Brian and Brian has design blends, which is the design, construction, architecture, renderings. I mean, you name it, you guys can say it a lot better than I can, but, you know, we covered bases. We covered yeah, it. You know, you we covered that in episode one, the, uh, building the foundation, setting the foundations. Yeah. So, so that was plan, I guess, a, and then we, we got started off and knowing what to do in a wholesale company, I, you know, we had the whole plan laid out, but we still were, were minus one significant part of the business, which was capital, mm-hmm. you know, because at this point, again, you know, the CPA hadn't done well. Brian wasn't about to just throw tons of money into a business that he didn't know much about. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of prove ourselves and, and you know, go back in the trenches. And so the beginning of Oakmont, what, what that looked like was, <laughs> was us walking around the streets again, you know, scrape, scraping <laughs> Craigslist again. Literally back to the foundation. Back to the foundation. And, and we started trying to build up the pipeline. And, and it was rough. We were working back out of a house again. And <laughs> it was, uh, but it's fun. I mean, these are the times that you look back on, you know, and I already, even today, that's just a, a year and a half ago. It's crazy. You know? it's crazy. And it's just like, you almost miss it. It's like, that's the, that's like the, the, the blood, sweat and tears of, mm-hmm. of putting it together. And, um, and so, yeah, we started doing that. And then Brian made the introduction to my um, other partners at Legacy Capital. Yep. And they, we struck, you know, I guess we, we all together came came up with a, a deal that worked for everybody, partner structure, and you know, working with them and, and some capital, they helped us really get off, you know, off the ground. Mm-hmm. And so we as soon as as soon as that happened, we put together a, a completely different marketing plan. It did not involve us walking around the streets all the time. <laughs> still gotta walk the streets. We're still sometimes. still walk the streets, we'll still do that, but it, it involved a lot more of, I guess you could say, an intricate, you know, marketing plan that involved. It was, it mail. was like bringing the business to. It's like a real business. Type yes. Plan, right. Yeah. Like yes. You, you think you got a little. It's. It was like almost a hobby at some point. Like we. It was a hobby we really enjoyed losing money at. Right. <laughs> like just we didn't mind spending. Like oh my god, it's a lot of fun. We're gonna do it. We love it. What we do. But then once we got the other partners involved, it really turned into an actual legitimate business because 
We had investors that had to be paid back. We had capital that was mm -hmm. put out onto the street, and mm -hmm. that's where you know Kyle's the managing partner had to make that happen because you know, all day long I'm working on design blends, right? I, sure. I'm giving my my you know as much as I can to Kyle and assisting him and introducing him to the right people when I can. But Kyle was the one that kind of you know took the took that ship and steered it and you know started it up. Yep, yep. And then in the beginning of that, um, I think one of the other, you know, huge game changers for us is, is other than, than just capital and, and awesome partners and everything like that, we started running traction yeah. in the business. Yeah. I was going to say, you ran traction, man, just oh, like yeah. we did. Talk, talk I mean, about that. Oh, yeah. And we followed it to the T. And so, you know, that was one of the, the first assignments as new partners that we all agreed to do. And we agreed to read the book. And we read, you know, we read traction. I love it. Huge supporter. And I've bookmarked the shit out of it since I got it. Like, <laughs> I have every page like tag. It's Traction, uh, Getting a Grip on Your Business by Gino Wickman. I think we mentioned it in another podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. And we uh, will from future podcasts, oh, I'm course. sure. As Don't well. forget it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, we, we put together scorecards, put together our VTO, just really. Like our vision. Kinda, like, uh, right? Yeah. It was well, like what are we getting doing? a vision together. Exactly. Yeah. You know, where are we going? What are we doing? What do we want this to look like long term? Yep. What our goals are? Yeah. And it really helped the focus of the company. And so at this point, you know, with, with Oakmont, we now have two full-time acquisitions uh, guys. We have, a, we have two full-time buyers, reps, and, you know, the team is almost fully functional. You know, I mean, they, they all, you know, just side note to them is, is actually one, they're all brand new to real estate as well. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> that's what's as, so cool about you guys. <laughs> As you can, can you imagine. Nothing about real estate yeah. when they came to Oakmont. Nothing. Nothing. You know, one of them is my brother, and, and he, you know, played football for LSU, and he had just graduated, and his last job was training professional athletes. So that's about <laughs> as far away from real estate as you get. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, it, they do nothing, but but what's really cool in, in about working with them is that I've, we've been able to build a team, you know, from the ground up. Yeah. And so they – they know how Oakmont does business. They yeah. know how we run our systems. They yep. know how we look at comps. They know how we sell, how we market, you know, how we present ourselves. And I think that has provided a lot of value and, and really just helped us a lot in regards to trying to take someone who's been in the game for a long time and they they know what you're doing, but then they just still have their own way. They want to do it their way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the this is the new how way. Right. The new <laughs> mm -hmm. and so and so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where we're sitting today, um, and it's been amazing. Closing deals, just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> Don't sound so humble, man. No, good. Yes, no, I mean, yeah, we are, we are definitely closing deals. So give me give me a piece of advice that you know someone like we've talked about a lot. Of we've talked about the hustle, the side hustle you had to do coming out of it. Which uh, anyone that's built a business knows that it's not because they, they got lucky. You know, I, I'd always rather be lucky than good, but like getting good means spending time learning the craft, understanding yep. your business, working, you know, and how that has to happen alongside of you making money and sure going to Wawa and being able to feed yourself, right? <laughs> like, you know, so I, you know, I want to, for one, kind of like commend you on this and I, I want you to try to give like, like, what's one piece of advice you give someone that's like, hey, you know, I like wholesaling or I like wholesaling leaks options. It sounds interesting. Like, Besides buying the uh, the course that you bought, like right. like what's one piece of advice you could give someone that wants to get rolling? If I had to narrow it down to one one piece of advice, I think it would be asking yourself the question: What's the worst 
thing that could happen. Mm. So that's and, and it goes back to taking action. That's awesome. You know, because really, that's what, you know, I, I mean, I, I look at my dad as a huge influence in my life and mentor, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of, that was his mentality to me. You know, it like, look, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. You're going to fail? Oh, okay. Well, you still have a family. Yeah. yeah. You still have a house to live in. Yeah. You still have a car, yeah. you know. Well, you may sell your car to try to try to, try to not, <laughs> but no, I mean, but seriously, I mean, if, if you really, you know, if I had to give that piece of advice and, you know, like I said, it goes hand in hand with taking action. You mm-hmm. can't ask yourself that question and then, you know, sit on the couch because yeah. that does nothing. But, you know, really, I mean, in order to, to grow, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and that comes right along with taking action. Yeah. You're not going to know anything about a new industry, you know, something that you want to get into that you've never done before whether it's a hobby or a career, you know, and, and taking the first step, taking action to get involved and, you know, just kind of humbling yourself, even if you are the best at everything you do. Well, you know, maybe you're not the best at this because you've never done it. Right. So humble yourself and just take action. And like, if, if you fail, like, okay, cool. Failed, it wasn't for me. <laughs>